Welcome, beautiful souls, to Sicilian Podcast, a place designed to help you step into your power and find greater joy in your everyday life. I believe in taking a holistic approach to learning in life, so I want to discuss a variety of topics such as relationships, education, health and wellness, and so much more. Join us as we embark on an inspiring and empowering journey of coming back home to your authentic self and living your best life as only you can define it. episode number four. Today we will be talking about relationships, how to uh, create better relationships and the advantage that these can bring into your light if you do it with a strong foundation. Now I want to start this conversation by saying that I am no way an expert in relationships. I am just sharing what I've learned from being with my husband for almost 20 years, raising five kids, and expanding my community and my tribe of people in my life. Quick definition on the word relationship. It means the way in which two or more concepts, objects, or people are connected or the state of being connected. So when I talk about relationships, I'm not just talking about romantic relationships because we can have a variety of relationships in our lives. The most important relationship we are in is with ourselves. And that is the one that people often neglect or try to jump over when creating or when trying to create healthy relationship relationships with others. I really loved reading in the book Eight Rules of Love by Jay Shetty. He starts off the book by really getting us to dive deep in our relationship with ourselves because if we don't know what's important to us what we value what we pri- we want to prioritize in our life how can we expect somebody else to meet our needs or to understand our needs so the number one relationship that everybody needs to focus on and create a strong foundation is the relationship with ourselves. So how do we do this and where do we start? Because I can remember growing up reading the teen magazines or I don't even remember how they were called, but every single article that talked about relationships was always about how to appeal to other people or how to talk or dress or basically play games with others to get them to do what you wanted in a way like the 10 rules how to get a guy in 10 days or whatever like looking back it's hilarious that 
these are the only real articles or documentation that we got growing up. Like, we rarely had a conversation in schools on how to create healthy relationships and how to identify and define your boundaries and your values and what you stand for. So I feel this part should be number one taught in school, obviously, but it should also be a topic of discussion that we have with our kids and that we have with our partners to say like, okay, where do you come from or what baggage or what information do you bring to the table? And if you are single, it would be the perfect time to actually define that for yourself as well. Because once you step out into the world, you will actually know what you are looking for, what you are willing to compromise on, and what you're willing to put your foot down and say, no, I'm not going to compromise or change my ideas for these certain things. I started by taking a deep dive into getting to know myself because I think I mentioned this on the first episode of this podcast. My husband and I um, met when we were in high school and we've been together for almost 20 years. So the growth and the adaptability and our journey together really helped me step into the person that I am today but it also put a mirror in my face to show me where I was either being clingy, jealous, needy, When in reality, no one will ever complete me. And no one will ever complete you. We have to be okay with being alone with ourselves. And that is extremely uncomfortable in the beginning. Because every human being on this planet looks to be seen, to be heard, to be appreciated, to be loved. Those are the basic needs we come into this world with. There are even studies that are coming out that they follow the progress of babies that weren't held and didn't have the physical contact. They end up having problems in their lives in the long run. So we're born with the need to be loved. So the minute you say you have to be okay with being by yourself, all of the fears, the the anxiety, the insecurities come up. And part of the process is having to sit in that um, uncomfortable feeling 
and really give yourself the love that you are seeking in others. And that was one of the big lessons I had to learn throughout my life so far. Even growing up, I had to move a few times, so I was always the new kid in school. And I remember taking on the role of trying to be like a chameleon. You know, the lizard that can change his appearance to fit in different environments. That is the character I chose to play for a long time because I was seeking approval and I was seeking a spot amongst my peers and growing up looking back now it's hard to shed those habits because you become the people pleaser you become the perfectionist that has to do everything perfectly in order to get the good job you did great Or, yeah, sure, you look like us, you dress perfectly today, you can sit with us at the table. Something as non-influential as that. But when you are in those moments in high school or in middle school, those are the ways that you define yourself. And we rarely got the chance to actively communicate our needs and our desires because obviously most of the socializing that we got was in school and you have to follow the structure of the day. And the purpose of going to school is obviously not in creating the best social skills either. I'm just going to put that out there. So by trying to be the chameleon and by trying to fit in wherever I could fit in, I lost track or I lost sight of what was really important to me and I got used to not listening to my body, to my gut feelings, to my intuitions and I even remember, I think it was two years ago, my husband asked me what I wanted to do for my birthday. And I looked like a deer in headlights. And he couldn't understand why I couldn't come up with anything. Until I realized I honestly didn't know what I wanted. Because nobody was telling me what I was supposed to want. And all of the pretty social media posts of big birthday parties and displays of decorations and huge custom cakes just wasn't appealing to me anymore. So I really had to come to the fact that I was still in the growth process and I 
I'm always going to be in the growth process because as we evolve, things that we like, things that are important to us will change as well. And that is something that we also have to consider when it comes to ourselves and our kids. And we have to start vocalizing this learning process and this thinking process out loud. So we start with ourselves, either with voice notes, with journaling, with whatever means you feel called to do. But we also have to share the things that we are learning with others as well in order to stop this disconnect and this lack of really being in tune to who we are. A few things that helped me on this journey was obviously books. Um, I wrote a few down in the show notes that you can check out if you feel called to do so. There are two books that I would like to discuss um, quickly with you guys. And the first one is The Five Love Languages by Gary Chapman. And this book really helps to identify how you express love to others, but also how you like to receive love. And it can help shape the communication you have or the interactions you have with the people that you are in relationships with. So it could be your partner, it could be your kids, friends, family, pretty much anybody, co-workers. Um, and that gives you great information on how to help the other person feel seen and appreciated and loved. So the five love love languages are quality time, words of affirmation, gift, act of service, and physical touch. So like I said, if you can identify your own love language, it will give you a good indication of the other person's love language as well because usually how you like to show appreciation and love to somebody else is the way that you like to receive love and appreciation so if you are the one who loves to pick out the perfect gift for somebody usually that means that one of your main love language is to receive gifts and that is how you feel most appreciated and loved by others. The second book I want to talk about briefly is The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz. I'm sure I'm not saying that correctly. And the four agreements that he mentions in his book is number one, be impeccable with your words. The second one is don't take anything personally. Third, don't make assumptions. And the fourth, always do your best. Now, this book really helped me identify the two main triggers that I bring in my relationships is that for some reason, I assume that 
I can read other people's minds. And most of the time, I am horribly wrong. And that, for me, causes friction and tension in my relationships because I tend to assume somebody has an ulterior ulterior motive I think that's how you say that word um, in saying a certain thing or whatever and this book really helps me to shape myself out of that trauma response or that triggering response and actually have the uncomfortable conversations for me it's an uncomfortable conversations because I have to ask for clarification and I'm always afraid of being right that somebody doesn't see my value or has an an, an ulterior, ulterior motive or like a backhanded comment towards me so that book really helped me identify that and it also helped me to um, create ways in developing skills to avoid this um, trigger that I'm basically creating in my own head the main lesson that I also got from especially the second book the four agreements was the need to stop the social conditioning that we need to play games in our relationships. We need to be able to set boundaries for ourselves, but also let the other person have his or her boundaries for his or her well-being as well. We need to stop trying to control and manipulate and thinking relationships are a game. It's really an exchange and a built trust that you create with the other person. So while it's important to create and set boundaries for yourself, some people if we look at what is currently going on in society right now, some people are taking it to the extreme and are becoming really self-centered and selfish. That is not what I'm implying when I say that we need to set boundaries. Um, We need to be able to guard our energy, but we also need to contribute positively in the people's lives especially if we have relationships with them. So really, the number one key to great relationships is understanding who you are as a person, being confident about who you are as a person, and developing communication skills that we are lacking right now because of the social pressure to conform or 
the expectations that are put on us when we are considering any type of relationship. So basically the foundation of great relationship is the love and respect you show yourself. Because if your basic needs are met, you can actually show up for others. It's like the saying, if you can't pour from an empty cup. And that's a great reminder for every, every one of us. It's not selfish to invest in yourself. The world would be a much better place if we all took care of ourselves first. Not by completely neglecting our responsibilities. It's not that type of taking care of yourself and I'm trying to talk about. But really what fuels your soul and what makes you happy and how you start your day and how you end your days. Those can all be small things, small daily actions that you can take that will create such an amazing return on your happiness and investment in your relationships. The last relationship I would like to talk about is friendships and especially sisterhood. Because for the longest time, it was okay and it was normal to pin women against each other. You couldn't really be friends with another woman without having to worry about something. And I'm hoping to change... Well, obviously I won't change, but I'm hoping to change the conversation a little bit to show the importance of having a sisterhood and having women in your corner. The last year, I was able to be introduced and just synchronicity of everything brought people into my life brought women into my life that added so much dimension to who I am today but also to my other relationships as well so my partnership with my husband with my kids with my parents just the way I show up generally has already shifted in a great way. As I said before, human beings are meant to live in tribes. We aren't meant to do anything alone. We have the capabilities, we have the skills to achieve great things, but no one has ever achieved great things without support and without people in their corner and women for some reason was discouraged to create those meaningful relationships 
And I wish for my daughters and for my sons as well that they truly have great friends in their lives. Not somebody that'll talk behind your back, but somebody that will mention your name when opportunities are shown to them. And people who will show up in your darker your darker days as well as your celebration days. By creating a sisterhood, we are also creating a new path to bring forth change that is so desperately needed in the world today. And I personally feel that is one of the main reasons why the patriarchal society that we are currently living in has fought so hard to keep women apart. Throughout histories, there were many incidents where women were vilified, um, made to be seen as crazy, dangerous, threatening, because I personally personally believe women are the key to bring forth change that is needed right now. Now that isn't to say that we do not need men. We absolutely do need men. And that is one aspect of relationships I wish was more Um, discussed and more openly addressed by knowing who we are we can then let others be who they are as well and by stepping into our personal greatness it will recreate a balance in the world that is so desperately needed right now. So by stepping into our personal greatness, we would completely destroy or take away the cancel culture, the gossiping, the drama, and the trashy magazines that are constantly bombarding us with fear and anxiety about speaking up and using our voices for things that aren't always up front in in the daily news but the things that we are feeling called to share 
is the messaging that should be getting the most attention. And there's a reason why it's not getting the attention it deserves. Because it keeps us in fear. It keeps us small. It keeps our light from shining as brightly as it should. So these concepts or these ideas are something that I hope you think about a little bit more. And I hope you find breadcrumbs in your everyday life of how you can be a little bit more open or authentic or vulnerable in your relationships with others, but mostly with yourself. Because we know we can't fix others. Even though all the quizzes and all the TV shows mostly say that we can. We can't. And nobody is supposed to complete you. There aren't no happy endings where everything turns out perfect. But if we really acknowledge our responsibility in showing up as our authentic self, we give permission to others to do the same. And that will automatically take away insecurities, arguments, problems, misunderstandings that we experience when interacting with others, but it will also alleviate physical symptoms you can feel in your body as well. So by having a great relationship with yourself, that is, in my opinion, one key to living your best life to be the healthiest you've ever been and to create the life you were meant to live on this planet. So these were my food for thoughts of the day and my general introduction for the theme of relationships. I want to thank you once again for showing up for yourself today, investing a little bit more time in yourself today and for the support the feedback and the comments and the shares that I get um, with this podcast as well and on that note I am wishing you a glorious day